Have you all ever really spelled wrestling before? Let's do it together. Ready? C-O-N-T-R-O-V-E-R-S-Y. Kenny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak for Christ's sake. Brandon freaking Brown, you have the energy of a walking comatose tonight. <laughs> You were yawning before we came on air, but luckily I have enough energy That's to right. fill a building by myself. I was like doing He's Ultimate Warrior promos like right before we came on air, which no one got to hear unless you saw it on Instagram, but I guess I'll do it again. Which Oh, the heavens have been ripped open! So, this guy's on something tonight. I don't know what it is. And he's just, what, what's that in the cup, man? What's going on here? Uh, it's a Moscow mule. <laughs> He's got so much energy. He needs a downer to balance it all out. I love it. Uh, maybe that's why I'm friends with you. <laughs> kind of balances me you out. You know, keeps you balanced. You're my social social downer. <laughs> How is, how's everyone in the chat doing? Everyone in the chat, a, a lively bunch. We've had people in here for like the last 20 minutes, which is pretty damn cool. They're just hanging out in the chat They're room. They're just hanging out, each other. Waited, waiting. They're better, they're better company than you, Brandon. Brandon showed up in about five minutes, took his sunglasses <laughs> off, took his Versace sunglasses off, put them down, and just said, all right, we got to do this thing. What the fuck? We starting now? I mean, Kenny, look at this, this chat. I mean, you've brought all of these people together. They don't live together. You know, they don't live in the same, probably, state, a lot of them. But now they're all, like, best of friends, talking to each other. I'm trying to wait for Loving your point. each other. I, I, I'm trying to. I, I feel like I feel like when Brandon tries to like <laughs> say something that sounds kind of little popcorny, like it comes off super inorganic. Like like when I say it, like you know I mean it. But Brandon's always like, uh, you see how you bring together uh, people, and uh, I guess I guess they like you. But I don't know. I, don't I know, do man. mean it. I do mean it. I, you know, we love the community here. I, I hope they're they're loving each other. They're loving Kenny. Kenny, you brought them together. This is what you did. This is what you gave to the world, man. This beautiful thing <laughs> called friendship. Dude, uh, the world the world is a really weird place right now. And uh, it, I haven't it seen needs more love, less controversy. There there's a lot going on right now. And uh, you know, I'll say it right off the bat to everybody uh watching right now. Um I think it's okay, guys. I know like everybody's you know, I had a lot of people tell me like, oh, they've been depressed or things have been going on. Guys, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in the world right now, and uh, it's okay to not be okay. Uh, I want I'm you to know okay. that. Well, Brandon, you, nah, you've, you've never been okay. You, yeah. But that's more so like what the shit that spews out of your mouth. But no, like seriously, it, it's, it's okay to not be okay. And I, I truly mean that um, simply because, you know, there are some heavy stuff. There's some heavy stuff going on right now. And, you know, 2020, you know, we got to We got to. I'll put it this way. We, we got to do stuff like this to take a, um, a couple steps forward here in our society. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it probably a little bit later. But, you know, right off the bat, I just want to say I'm thinking about every single one of you um, out Aww. there right now. So, yes. Look at that. Uh, oh, one, one of the uh, topics you got on here, uh, the free WWE Network. What, what is this all about? Has it failed? Do we need more subs? What's going on here? <laughs> 
Brandon, this is finally a <laughs> WWE network that you can afford. <laughs> can it is afford it is that. it is the affordable price of free ninety nine. All right. I love it. And so they're including <laughs> uh Episodes of, of WWE Right Along, uh, some Ooh. older NXT. Uh, they're including uh, some other things. Uh, Raw Talk. <laughs> Raw Talk is back. Hey. You know, Raw Talk is like the show that nobody ever wanted back. We wanted Talking Smack. <laughs> they were like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Give them Raw Talk. Don't give them what the fuck they want. Fuck them. <laughs> That's how I feel. Now, now now, do you think shows like sort of uh, Talking Smack and Raw Talk, do they sort of hurt sort of, you know, like YouTube content creators because it's like they already got the inside scoop on what's going on? Or Not is it just so inside the bubble that they're just, you know, spewing propaganda anyway? So it I don't doesn't matter. That, no, I don't think it really affects because it's like a different crowd anyway. Like, like when people watch us like they know we don't work for WWE they know we're like you know one of them and and they talk you know they want to talk to us whereas you know that's a WWE produced show with WWE talent obviously it's going to even though it's a quote unquote unfiltered it's like you're still only you know you're still only going to it's it's only going to be so organic you know right. without them pulling the 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 squash on things um, which, but talking smack didn't seem like that. I think that's why everyone liked talking smack because it was like, it, you almost forgot that it was a WWE produced show for a lot of the time. You know, it was, uh, it was very much just like, you know, the Miz, I mean the Miz and, and Daniel Bryan, come on now. <laughs> come on. Now, now, what did you, now, what do you think of like the, the podcast stuff, like, uh, like Austin's podcast and stuff on there? Do you sort of like the format of that or do you? kind of wish it was a separate from sort of the network so austin's podcast like when he did the podcast i i loved it i like his uh his new series the broken skull sessions even more um simply because the broken skull sessions like he in, he interviews people that would never would really be interviewed on mm -hmm. other podcasts so like your bret hart's and your rick flair's and your undertakers obviously you know we're talking about the limp fish i mean you have undertaker <laughs> talking about limp fish like like, come on now. Like, where else are you going to hear that? You know, on this podcast. That's where that's where you're going to hear it. Damn it. <laughs> Shannon Moore gave me the lip fish and I earned his respect that night. Damn it. Should I no, tell that story again? <laughs> because yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like it's been long enough that no one understands. No one so so Shannon Moore shows up at uh, Knockout Wrestling one night um, unannounced, you know, uh, talk to the talk to everybody backstage and. You know ended up with a match well i i don't know if he uh you know he didn't know who i was but i went up to him and said hey hey shannon nice to meet you and i, I reached my hand out <laughs> and uh you know he 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 grabs my hand but he goes now now it's common knowledge because of the, the undertaker and stuff and the big show on the broken skull session so now maybe you'll understand better so shannon shakes my hand like this like he barely squeezes my hand and i'm kind of <laughs> like i remember going up to someone who i won't tell the yeah. i won't say their name uh but someone backstage and i was just like the fuck was that like shannon more like i want to shake his hand like 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 a like a real man shake like a nice firm handshake and uh you know he he just kind of like barely squeezed my hand and he's like oh okay that no that's a good thing and i was like why and he goes well it's like a worker's handshake i'm like what's a worker's handshake you know i'm not smartened up or, or anything and uh they're like the worker's handshake is like it, it basically is like a very soft handshake to show that you're not going to take liberties in the ring with each other so I was like, oh, so like he respected me. Cool. So I saw him at Armature Works here, by the way, like maybe like a month <laughs> afterwards. 
and I saw him, and I was just like, hey, Shannon, remember, like, I met you at Knockout. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And I gave him the fucking limp fish. fish? I made oh, sure. I made he sure. Knew that you knew. I was like, right. I made sure to just, like, barely squeeze the hand, right? Give him a little peck on the cheek, you know? And just... <laughs> No, what does that mean in wrestling? If you give the lip fish and a peck on the cheek, uh, it means I'm not going to take liberties <laughs> with you, but I may sleep with you tonight. Uh, okay, right, right. I like it. But it, all jokes aside, so I guess that's um, and I don't want to disrespect, you know, wrestling. When I, but I'm 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 taking Big Show's words out of it. Like I feel like apparently that might just not cross the indie scene. Because the big show was talking about in WWE, he goes, he goes, let me give you this. He like, he like, let me give you this. And then Austin's like, would you ever think about that? He goes, I hated it. He goes, that, 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 that shit was always stupid to me. He's like, just shake my hand. So he, he denounced, you know, the slim fish. And I was like, <gasps> how dare you big show? How dare you disrespect the legend of the limp fish? Okay. What do we do? We do, we do one of these numbers. Brandon, you can't, Brandon, Brandon can't even get it down properly, but Brandon, <laughs> Brandon and I, I can't, I can't get my arm out that far. <laughs> Brandon, okay, look, look, Brandon and I do this thing. It's off a of Chappelle show. Where it's like we shake the salt yeah. is what it is. I wonder if our chat's working, by the way, because I notice, I notice uh, there's a lot of people here, but the, the chat's not uh, actually moving. Oh, so guys, no. let me know they're if you're there. Like Everybody... <laughs> Everybody decided to watch the episode, but they're like, we're not talking to this fucker. We are not talking to him. We're just going to watch him embarrass himself, damn it. But I'm, I'm going to refresh. For us. I'm going to refresh the chat just in case. <laughs> there we go. Wait, wait, wait. Happened. No, it just says the chat's out. ready to display messages, you fuck. Damn it. Um, uh, but anyway, let's go back back into it. Like, bro. Everybody press one. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to a Kenny for your thoughts movie phone. If you would, a fan of Brandon, press one. If you're a fan of Kenny, press two. <laughs> Damn it, I have too much energy. And, and, and how, I, I'm just wondering how we have like twice the number of people on the viewership right now and no one on the chat. So that's why I'm not being cocky. I'm, I'm more like, there's got to be something wrong here because we have more than <laughs> somebody's going to text me or tweet me pretty soon and be like, yeah, bro, you're uh, you're not on the air anymore on We're not even live. We're talking to ourselves, but that that's okay. Uh, yeah, you see, look. look. Uh, yeah, what does that say? Yeah, you see, I'm looking at it. <laughs> wow. Okay. There it is. That, now I see the truth because I'm looking just again, proof, right? Yeah. Look, I see that the chat is completely live right uh, now. So it is it is just not displaying every broken, the funny part the funny part for the record, by the way, after that AOL movie phone impression, everybody has typed two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every everybody has typed two in the chat. And uh Alex Guerrero's here, Bryant's here, Fernando's here. I promise I'm not making this up if you're watching the video version. It's just for some reason Dr. NXT Scorpio's here. Uh Bryant's here. I, I think I said his name twice, but he is our K Cup of the Week, damn it. So uh, uh K Cup of the Week. I missed his birthday on the live chat last week. Happy and maybe birthday. maybe that's what he did. Maybe he just killed the chat because he's like, This fucker didn't even wish me a happy birthday last week. Yeah, so I missed that. Hacked. We got Oriana joining uh us for the first time saying, I want what Kenny is having. Hey. So, me and Meg Ryan are apparently are having you know gonna have some breakfast right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I I apologize to everybody in the chat because everybody has just been talking to me <laughs> since the beginning of the chat, and for some reason, 
Uh, let's get into our next topic. See if I can refresh this damn, this damn chat. Because I, I miss you all. Like, bluntly, I miss you all. But anyway, let's go yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, freaking the, the Gronk man. What's going on? He lost the 24-7 title. Bro. He got beat by the gardener. And <laughs> he got beat by the gardener. Our yeah. truth, you mean? Yeah, he's slipping the mulch. Dude, the funny part is like I'm really distracted because I'm so used to seeing the chat just going like it was, that yeah. it almost feels like it, it. Something feels wrong, so I feel like I need to put my phone. Like here, look, guys, I'm gonna put my phone where the chat normally is, so that uh, I promise you, there's actually people in the chat right now. All right, They're here we go. Somewhere. They're in there somewhere. They don't care about us. Really, what's going on? But anyway, uh, yeah, Rob Gronkowski apparently had a release, um, a release in his contract. Uh, he could be released nice. at any time, and um, he exercised that release. Obviously, going to the the NFL with uh, one Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay uh, Gronkineers. Uh, That's right. So, I think we're going all the way. I'm excited. <laughs> But hey, that's it's, crazy, not, the first, that's it's cool. not the first time that Brandon's thought he was going all the way and then it didn't happen. I've been there in person. So, bro, oh my gosh, there's just so many bad, bad times. It's just like that weird. It's like that weird. You're like kind of sitting around. You've been hanging out for like a few hours, like more than a few hours, kind of late. And it's like you're kind of sitting there on the couch, and you're like, okay something's gotta be you gotta be going on right and then it's like oh i gotta go to the bathroom so you're like all right all right cool something's about to happen and then they come back and it's just like oh i'm going to bed like goodbye like get out of the house you're like oh that was it damn it that's never happened to me because i don't know if you know this but you know anyway i was gonna i was just gonna make funny i was like you know girls actually like me um ridiculous at this point i might as well just like put us like into like this this right here so people just talk because <laughs> there is no chat right now okay but this is distracting too because i could see myself more maybe i should flex <laughs> <laughs> oh wait speaking of flexing you've been uh hitting that power rack right i've been working out man i've been working out but uh i've only yeah. worked out for about seven days um yeah, I've only worked out seven days, so I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. But you know, yeah, I'm getting back path. into it, brother, brother. He's working on his body. He's working on his gimmick. This guy's trying to get in the ring, man. I know it. Speaking of which, on NXT, I was kind of critical of uh, John Moxley's promo against Brian Cage, and uh, I never, I never can cut the promo live. Uh, but I, I think I did like a pseudo Moxley promo afterwards, like what he should have oh, said yeah. to Brian Cage, and it was actually pretty damn good. Um, but uh, I was basically you like, you didn't think it was his best work. Yeah, because he was just like, he's just like, you get it. I don't know. It was so generic. Whereas I feel like Moxley could have been like, you know, you're a big bad guy. You sit there with all your muscles and you can probably rip my damn arm off. But the thing is, if you rip my damn arm off, I'm going to take the blood, spread it across my face and keep coming at you because I am not human. And this AEW title, this means everything to me, Brian Cage. This may be a trophy on the wall for you, like so many other things, all those bodybuilding trophies that you have. But to me, this is my life. This is everything. This is everything I scratch and I clawed for. I could be a millionaire right now, but instead I'm making six figures working here because I know what I'm worth and my pride is worth more than anything other any company could ever offer me. Like, you know, he, he, he always has the liberty to cut those kind of promos. Like that's the John Moxley we know and love. So I feel like it wasn't his best promo, uh, but that's not a knock on Moxley because even his like 
you know, half as good a normal promo is still better than most guys, <laughs> you know, best day of a promo. It's better than Apollo Crews. So we want to know why? Why do you? Why do you hate Apollo <laughs> Crews? What is your thing? What is? What is up with you hating Apollo Crews? Hey, look, he's a yes, Sam. I don't know. We're I don't know who I hate more: you for hating Apollo <laughs> Crews or this chat that's not working right now. It's still not refreshing. It's okay, it Brandon. Not, it's okay. I, yeah, I thought it was coming back when it was just telling me. Dude, speaking of uh, screwy things not coming back properly. What's up with the, your boy Leo Rush, man? He's not happy about Drake Maverick. Well, let's let's save Maverick let's save Drake works. let's save Drake Maverick for a little bit because I kind of want to go into full uh, detail on that. Um, oh, okay. You know, we we are here to talk about controversies, so I think the first one, just because it was the the one that happened the the longest. You know, let's talk about AEW and uh, a lot of AEW getting a lot of flack. Uh, by, by the way, the chat, uh, again, because no one can see it, but the chat is yeah. saying right now that they are very impressed that you said Apollo Cruz as opposed to <laughs> oh, Apollo Creed like you normally do. So you had a Freudian slip because just so you know, Brendan's a human troll. Like he tries to troll us, uh, but, you know, wow. I don't even know what the fuck well, I was talking about. What was I talking about? Oh, AEW double or nothing. Yes. So they got a lot so of shit. Yeah, they got a lot of shit for um, Matt Hardy being drowned in the pool. And obviously it, it aired after Shad Gaspard unfortunately, unfortunately passed away. Um, so a lot of controversy there. Rebby Hardy going off on social media basically saying like, guys, Matt was friends with Shad Gaspard. He was really affected by his death. And yet you think he's being insensitive. And it's like. And it was, in fact, filmed before the events happened. Right. And I get it. Right. Like, I really get it. I get that, you know, um, it's not their responsibility, but, the, uh, you know, for where our mind went. But at the same time, it, it was just it was just ill-timed. It was just very ill-timed uh, to be there. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was very controversial, honestly. Um, I remember the, that was the first thought we had. Remember, we were just like, oh, should they have done that when that happened? Uh, Brandon especially had a, had a problem with it. I remember. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was just like, oh, that Hardy's changing outfits. But then it did occur to me, I, you know, that that popped up. Like reading afterwards, and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess. But this was filmed ahead of time, so how could they have known? Right, and and, and I don't think. And it's what are you going to do? Just edit that out, like completely? Right, and it added it added so much to that match. You know, the whole Laker reincarnation, Matt Hardy going through gimmick changes. Yeah, part of the so yeah. yeah, it's not like he like was you know, and I'll just say it, but it's not like his body was floating in the water. It was just that they put him down, and then he came up. They put him down, and then he came up. So it's a little. I, I think it's a little bit different. Um you know, like, like, you know, the chat saying they didn't think about Chad, uh, Shad, but I think a lot of people did. I think a lot of people did. And, and, but again, that's when it go, that's when I go, you know, I think that's on us. I think that's on us for thinking that not necessarily, um, on, on, uh, AEW in that sense. All right. But, um, to keep on going, I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of tension in this world right now. Um, a lot of racial tension, a, a lot of, you know, uh, political um, unrest. You know, a lot of people making this a left versus right kind of thing, making it black versus cops, making it um, a lot of things I feel like it's not. Um, mm. And to me, 
it's like this isn't like about black lives matter versus all lives matter this isn't about black lives matter versus blue lives matter um i think it's really irresponsible to be thinking like that because i think it says something about a person like when you you bring up an issue and no matter what obviously this is a huge world issue that's going on right now but if you bring up something and they counter with what's going on with them or what you should be offended about i feel like that says a lot about you like if i say you know brandon i i i'm hungry and Brandon, mm. go, Brandon's instant response is, oh, man, you don't know how hungry I've been. It's like, well, you've just showed me that you're not listening. And the thing is, if you say I'm hungry, too, why don't we eat together? That's a that's a completely different type of response. That's a very compassionate mm. response. And that's showing that you care about your brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? But if you instantly go to a place of defense I, I, I judge you. I judge you a lot. And, and you know, I, I want to come from a place of compassion, but it's like, I just don't understand, man. I've seen a lot. On, so, and, and these are my opinions. Let me let me disc, disclaim that. These might not even be Brandon's opinions because Brandon and I differ on a lot of these things. But I feel like if you if, if I'm telling you black lives matter and you're like, well, blue lives matter or all lives matter. Look, I'm going to admit this. I'm going to admit this on air right now. Five years ago, I was sitting there, you know, Colin Kaepernick was doing his, his protest and I had a problem with it. Because I, I consider myself a very patriotic person, love my country, I'm very proud. Mm. Um, but that was naive. That was naive to be coming from a place of um, what? Do you, why is he not standing for the flag? Why is he not saluting the flag? Uh, because cu- quite frankly, I wouldn't understand what he and you know other blacks go through. And um, it was irresponsible, you know, for me to be oh, all lives matter, all lives matter, not just black lives. I didn't understand at the time. I didn't understand what it means because the this is I actually wrote a post about it. I said the intention came from a good place because it's true. We all I consider all of us equal and I consider all of us, you know, like all lives matter in that sense. But I think the analogy uh, to explain it best, um, somebody was talking about, okay, you got like 10 houses in a neighborhood uh, all in a cul-de-sac and one of the one of the houses is on fire and people and the fire department comes and they start spraying water on the big fire the house that's on fire and everyone's sitting there outside of their house going excuse me spray water on my house all of these houses matter not just that house and that to me was like the best way to explain what's going on because quite frankly our our black brother and sisters they don't feel heard they don't feel safe they don't feel like you know, it's just, it's sad, man. And Brandon, I don't know. I don't know if you can speak for this. I don't want to put words in your mouth here, mm-hmm. but I was reading something about how, how um, you know, uh, a black man of, of the age of 19, he was saying all of these things that his mom had told him as a child to go in the world and not be perceived a certain way. Things like mm-hmm. always keep your hands out of your pockets. Um, when you leave and you bought an item, you know, make sure you have a receipt right um so they don't think you stole something um there well, there's so, yeah. so many others I, I i remember i hate to say them yeah oh. <laughs> the one about the shirt is that what you're about to say <laughs> my mother Brandon. always told me you know to wear light colored clothing when i go out at night <laughs> walking around because you know i'm pretty pretty dark guy it's hard to see me in the darkness so i gotta wear something bright 
I always keep my eyes open wide. Brandon, Brandon used to tell me that, but like, from, like he used to be like, yeah, my mom made me wear uh, white shirts, so I was a, a lot more uh, fluorescent in the light. Uh, I swear, I swear, that's, that's what Brandon told me uh, when I first met him. But um, no, but seriously, it's um, you know, like I I get it now. Uh, I'm a lot more educated on the matter now because I I don't want anyone to think Black Lives Matter it, it, it's is a demeans anybody in any way it doesn't mean that cops don't matter and anybody who's saying using it to say cops don't matter or saying white people don't matter or whatever they're coming from a wrong place too okay um i'm probably gonna say it over and over in this episode but you know ignorance doesn't uh, ignorance begets ignorance violence begets violence so you know i i i said you know derek chauvin doesn't represent cops um and looters don't represent protesters, you know, at the same time with the protesting, it's like, I get it again. I, I'm just a lot more educated on the matter than I was years ago. I get it. You know, I'll say it like this. If, if you're not heard for years, you're going to try peaceful stuff. You're going to try to explain. You're going to try. You're going to try and you're going to try. And eventually you're going to be so fucking angry. You're going to punch somebody in their face for not listening because they've disrespected you time and time again. So even though I don't support the rioting and the looting, I get it because it's like, what will it take for you to understand, you know, that we're equal to you and, um, get it. I get it. And, and mm. my heart goes out to everybody. I've seen so much love on my social feed, you know, people doing their, their protesting. And I'm talking about black, Spanish, Asian, white I've seen more people protesting right now that aren't black. They're just supporting their black brothers and sisters, you know, in their time in need right now. Um, and that's that's pretty cool. That is, that is pretty damn cool. Uh, one thing I said on social media, though, I said something like I never like the fact that people sometimes would look at me if I said black. They would almost look at me like how you like you mean person of color <laughs> or colored people. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. Like, to me, it's like, you know, it goes, it goes back to what I said a couple of weeks ago about pre uh, Becky Lynch being pregnant. It's like, am I supposed to look at this as a negative thing? Because if, if they're like, they're like, well, that you can't, you can't say a, a joke because she is actually pregnant. And I was like, I didn't know if uh, being pregnant was an affliction. The same thing with black. Like, if I say, Brandon, you're black, is, is it supposed to be like, oh, my God, you know, it's like, no, the one big thing, too. And I said, I, I understand this and I, I'll get off the subject because I know I'm, I'm ranting <laughs> a little bit, but it's the fact that some people are out there say, you know, I don't see color and I don't think like that. <laughs> and I tell you, then you're doing the wrong thing. Because to me, it's not about seeing everybody as the same. And it's, I get, again, I get the intention. You're trying to say, you look at me and Brandon, you look at other people and you see all of us for what we are. And I get what you're trying to say, but let me explain why that's not um, appropriate to say. Because you are discrediting the fact that one, a black man does not feel as safe as I may feel when getting pulled over. Bluntly, because all the thoughts that are going through 
you know, his head of like, I've seen all these videos of police brutality. I've seen all of this. He's already in a different place than I'm at. I'm in a place of like, I hope I don't get a ticket. Bluntly, I'm like, oh my God, I don't have the money to pay a ticket if I get caught speeding. He's in a, a space of, I hope I get to see my mother again. How crazy is that to think? Like, I, I'd never understood that, and I, I never will. But you can't say that we're equal in that sense. You can't say, I don't see color because it's irresponsible. It is very irresponsible to, to say that. Um, and not only that, but let's talk about it in a positive sense. For you to say, I don't see color discredits people's culture to me. Because there's things about black culture that's, that are amazing. There are things about white culture that are amazing. There are things about Spanish culture, etc., 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 going all the way down the list. So for you to say, I don't see color, it's like, no, see color. Please see color and respect color. That's what you should say. I respect color. Hmm. But by the way, the, the chat the chat is saying Brandon Brandon listen to Kenny please. No. Well, you know, and, and wait. I, by the way, I, um, yeah. sorry to cut you off, but apparently Becky Lynch was out um, at a protest today in Davenport. I mean, there you oh, go. Yes. Like Look at that. Did you say oh dear? Uh, <laughs> wow. Like this is what I will say. I will say uh, on the other side. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Now it's like you know, it's it's important. You know, everybody sort of understand, you know, the gravity of the situation, sort of empathize, you know, with people on the other side. Um, but I, I think sometimes it gets a little dicey, uh, especially with stuff uh, involving, you know, for example, Jackson Riker, uh, you know, he puts yeah. out what I think harmless tweet, you know, think, think for, for, for a POTUS, you know, uh, yeah, I'm which, assuming if you don't know what was, POTUS means, that's president of the United yeah, States, United States, which I'm assuming it was in reference to the address that the president made, uh, in front of the church that had been burned. Uh, didn't, he didn't say anything racist, you know, he didn't say, you know, shoot the looters or, or anything like that. Like, it is like, just like, like our president said, <laughs> right. for but, the record. Because I'm, I'm also sick about being PC about this, because I try not to right. display my political views, but, I mean, our fucking right. president said, shoot the looters. Right. So, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, but what's, I mean, should you shoot looters? I mean, they're, they're looting, right? You know what I mean? It's like, they're not... Do you know where that quote comes from? That's the problem. It comes from, like... Um, I don't remember off the top of my head. I did post it on Twitter. I'm a lot more educated on Twitter than I am on the air with ignorant Brandon next to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it yeah. comes it comes from uh, a Southern general. I just I don't remember his name. Yeah, and he was it. racist. So yeah, but the sentiments of sort of you know de defending you know your property against you know somebody that's taking it. You know what I mean? Like, is that in itself racist? You know, the thing, I, think, I think the thing is, right, and the thing with the, the Jackson Riker tweet and the thing about what's going on with the shoot the looters and all of that, it's not necessarily the message that's wrong. It's how it's being conveyed that shows you where someone stands. And if, if Jackson Riker is seeing all of this and is tweeting out during all of this, thankful for our president and ignoring everything that's going on with our black brothers and sisters in the black community it's like it almost says that you are turning a blind eye to racism and that's how it's being taken look i'm not going to argue i'm not going to sit here and even argue if it is or not but i'm telling you that's how it was perceived and even other wrestlers was like I'm, I'm glad to see where you stand 
because you had a problem with the looting, but you don't have a problem with the racism. That's how people are taking it. Right. So it goes back to, well, but, yeah. but it goes back I, to not being heard, right? It, it goes back to not being heard because it's, it's coming from a place of like criminals. Oh, these are criminals. And it's like, well, right. you're missing out on all the protesting that is really changing the world right now. And 2020 is going to be a year that we talk about for a lot of reasons, you know? Right. But and, yeah, uh, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is it, is it a bad, it's like the president has to, you know, he's got a responsibility to sort of be like, you know, I have to protect, you know, property and people's lives, you know, right. Like I have to stop like this disorder or, you know, what people perceive as sort of an insurrection. Uh, okay. Like, but why again, is that but, a controversial but, take? In okay. Itself? But my, my thing is, my thing is what you've done is you've, you've taken out the good of, of, of what he said. And here's the thing again, I, I'm sure you can tell my political views just by the way I've been approaching this. I admittedly, when I saw Trump's speech the other night, I was like, wow, he actually, it was very well said whether he wrote the words or not. At first, it was well said, but then when he referred to protesters and looters and rioters as domestic terrorists, I was like, now we've crossed the line. And I think The Rock says it the best. And if anyone hasn't seen this, you know, maybe I'll link it um, in the description so everyone can watch it because it's pretty long, but I think you need to watch it. Even The Rock was just very critical. He said, where are you speaking to the president? The way he's not bringing the country together, forget and, and let's forget Republican and Democrat. I've never seen a president that hasn't brought us together with their words. Like, here's a time of unrest, civil unrest. Here's a time where coronavirus has affected us. And instead of saying, you know, we are the United States of America, I want every man and woman to understand that these people who are looting, and again, it's how you say it, right? The people who are looting. They do not represent your cause. We hear you and we respect you and we are listening. And I want you to know that your country stands behind you, but we do not stand behind the people that are looting and destroying our beautiful country because we are one people. We are united. We've gone through so much in the last six months in this country. And I, your president, know that it is my responsibility to tell you whether you were Democratic or whether you're Republican that we all need to unite and end this right now. That's what The Rock was asking for. I, I, you, need that, you need that politician who's going to sit there and say, guys, this needs to stop. Because here's the thing, the, riot, the riots could have stopped by now if he had expressed compassion. I talked about this on, on my Twitter. It's like, if you, if you, you know, maybe I'm crossing lines when I say this, but I saw other podcasts out there and I saw... They have a platform just like us, and they weren't speaking on the issues at hand. And I noticed that. I said, I see you. I see you when, when you kiss ass for fame and to get followers. And then I see you when you are not in the trenches when things are going down in this world. I would almost respect you more if you commented on things and quote unquote on the wrong side. You know what I mean? But at least you commented and you had you had some um decorum and said something to your followers if you if you didn't have a problem with that it, it just goes back to people being inorganic like if you're just out for the fame and you want people to follow you but you're never really showing yourself in things and you're being too professional which goes back to trump if you're just being like this is this and not showing 90 percent of your hand I, I i don't respect that 
Brandon. <laughs> like, I, blunt, bluntly, I feel like everybody on this podcast, forget the two-party system, forget shit that's going on. You know, like you can look at Kenny Majid and you go, I know who that guy is. I've never played a character here. I may joke around and stuff, but you know who I am as a person, especially if you look at my tweets. You know, you don't, you don't get that with a lot of people. And I feel that's what's missing, you know, in the White House right now. There was a time where Trump was a lot more personable in his younger years. Whether you hated him or not, or whether you sit there and you, you were like, well, he hated this race or this, this, and that, and you could throw all of that stuff back into it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying there was a point where Trump was very charismatic, cared about people, and now it's just like, it feels like it's just, this is what it is, bye, see you. I don't know. Hmm. Brandon's not commenting because he disagrees with me, by the way. No, no, me and Brandon no, no, have no, different no, no. views. I, Look, I, I, I'm not, I'm, that, that's okay. This is America. We're, we're allowed to have different points of view. It's not the points of view, differing points of view that, 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 that at the end of the day, if, Brandon, if Brandon's house was on fire, I'd run in and save his ass. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't piss on me. You know, I wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire, you selfish son of a bitch. You know. Uh, but no, yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I think there's there's a, there's definitely be understanding on on all sides. Um, uh, poor poor uh, Drew Brees. People blew up on Drew Brees uh, for something he said. Again, that I, again, I goes back. It's kind of like uh, like the Drew Brees right. thing. And here's the thing: I don't agree with Drew Brees whatsoever. But that's again to my point of like people got to understand. And it was Drew Brees was in the wrong place to say that because he should understand his platform. All Drew Brees was saying is that he doesn't want people disrespecting his country. I get it. I get that he's a he's a red-blooded American. He he doesn't want to disrespect the flag and he loves this country. But again, he was focused on the wrong thing. That was the problem. It was like, don't disrespect my flag. And again, all of this is happening right now. It's it's irresponsible to be speaking the way you are. Do you get what I'm saying? Hmm. It's it's all about timing. Again, Jackson Riker, you know AJ Styles. I love AJ Styles. He's a freaking hardcore Republican. You know what I mean? Like it's not, but you don't see AJ Styles going off right now on social media. Do you get my point? Like it's like so you're just saying like right now, certain people, you know, you don't want to hear from certain people right now. Not even. It's just you don't want to hear certain things that show that you're you're not in tune to what's going on in the world right now. And you're ignoring 99% to look at the 1%. Does that make sense? Because then it, it almost solidifies what's wrong with the whole, you know, why the movement is happening right now. Because you've ignored the cries and you just want to focus on what you want to focus on. Hmm. So, you know, you're focused on the flag as opposed to a black man dying. That's the, that's the way it's perceived. You know what I mean? And then, so when people are talking about... Um, Oh my God! I and God help me, I forgot his name. I think it's David Dorian, uh, the gentleman that was killed. Oh yeah, in the front old, of the uh, pawn yeah. shop. God rest his soul. Um, it, people are saying, "Well, what didn't his life matter?" And it's like, guys, again, it's it's not about that you're wrong. It's it's now that you're. It's like you literally are just bringing up to fight fire with fire. Well, he's black too. Yeah. And there were many people that died in the riots so far, and police included, police and, and protesters that shouldn't have died. 
but people again you're you're focused on that you're not focused on the fact that you know black people just want equal rights to you it's like you gotta understand you have to understand again his life matters just as much as george floyd's but the the way it's viewed is tragedies happen all throughout this world and they always happen the george floyd one was completely unavoidable because it happened from a guy that was supposed to be in a position of power and a position of helping citizens and he went too far with it the freaking lowlife that killed dorian we know he's a piece of shit that's why it's not that his life doesn't matter it's that whoever did it we know that that's a fucking a guy that doesn't represent the protesting we know that's a low life we know these things that's why it th there's no uproar about it because a man lost mm -hmm. his life unfortunately in that manner but not because of someone it'd be different if the guy who owned the pawn shop had been sitting there refusing to give this guy his medication and he had a heart attack and died you know what I mean? Like, then it's like, oh my God, like, look at what has happened. Mm. So again, people got to stop looking for reasons to be offended. But I spent a lot of time on that and I apologize. Like, we have literally got off of the topic of wrestling, but I felt like it was needed. Um, kind of cathartic. It related, yeah. It, kind of cathartic. It I mean, yeah. it's a big part. It's, uh, it goes back to what I was saying. It's a big chunk of what's going on in this world right now. And uh, guys, mm -hmm. it's okay to not be okay. And I don't care if you're black, Asian, white, whatever you know you are. If you're sitting there and you're affected, good. Like these—that's right. that was the you know you're supposed to be affected, and you're human. So don't think right. you're above it or don't think you're below it. You know you're allowed to be affected, whether it affected you directly or not. Okay. So, so what about? Uh, well, I mean, controversy. You know, related to controversy course, anyway. Uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, his storyline. Was it in poor taste? Uh, oh, this one was. <laughs> you know, can you compare it to what happened in AEW with Matt? Or is it, you know, like I said, it's just sort of different this sort one of circumstances because they knew about this ahead of time. I always have two answers for you. Let me give you the answer mm -hmm. from the perspective of the other people. And uh, let me give you my perspective. Um, so the perspective uh, as a general, as a general thing, I will say it, it probably was in poor taste. You have a man who, um, is going through some real life addiction um has had duis um has been arrested for a prescription pill problem um live on tv in a match against the legendary fucking sting as in like his childhood hero sting there's jeff hardy painted up like sting you know when he was little on dvds and he comes out completely loaded and just you know that's ironic by the way the hardy boy song <laughs> the song he uses right now is called loaded um, but he comes out messed up and a pay-per-view has to basically be cut short because of his condition. Jeff Hardy's gone through a lot and I, and Jeff Hardy's well-loved and, and, and the fans really respect him. So I understand why people had a problem with this mm. because they're like, how dare you take his personal life and, and throw it and put it on air. And I had people messaging me on Twitter again, if you're not following me on Twitter, God, I set Twitter world ablaze today. My friend in New York texted me and he was like, Hey, you know you're trending on the number two trend worldwide? What? Look at this guy. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. Because I had tweeted something and then I forgot about it. Like, I didn't go back to it because it was, it was something so stupid to me that I didn't really um, <laughs> think that anything would happen. It was not even wrestling related. You know, but it was, uh, I tweeted about John Lennon because Fox News had said something hey. about, like, if John Lennon was alive, he wouldn't feel safe in New York, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're talking about the protests. Yeah. And I was like, number one. 
I said, John Lennon was killed in New York, you insensitive fuck. And two, (laughs) (laughs) I said, two, John Lennon would be out there protesting with everybody. And I showed a picture from a protest that John Lennon was in where he's doing the, the fist. So, I mean, that, like, I'll tell you right now, the last time I checked, that thing had 3.6 thousand likes. <laughs> and I mean, I legitimately was trending, and it was kind of crazy. Because, again, my friend, again, not even a wrestling fan, <laughs> he's on Twitter in New York, and he goes, hey, motherfucker, you're trending number two, like, on the number two trend worldwide right now, which is John Lennon. And, um, I, of course, I can't find the tweet right now, but... um. It, it was so, just kind of crazy, but going back to the, the Jeff Hardy thing. So wait, this, this surpassed Sorry. your uh, <laughs> your COVID Tinder profile? Uh, well, I mean, my COVID <laughs> Tinder profile thing was, uh, it was on an article, <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily on a tweet. So yeah, uh, you, you remind me that uh, I've actually done some cool things, uh, <laughs> which is, which is awesome. That article went viral. Yeah, an article went viral and had me in it of my Tinder profile. So as of right now, it has 3.9 thousand li- uh, likes and 860 retweets. So, I mean, I'm going, I'm going viral, so, so fuck you wrestling fans. I don't need you all. I'm going viral for talking about John Lennon, so this, this podcast is coming to an end. Fuck this podcast. Brandy, you, know, you need to go find a new host. I need, I need some Jeff Hardy. I need whatever Jeff Hardy was having. <laughs> but going back to it... um. Yeah, it was in poor taste. I had people messaging me saying, you know, I had a family member killed uh, by a drunk driver and I didn't appreciate this, which goes back to the argument of like, is that our is that WWE's responsibility to censor stuff for you? I'm, I'm mm. really sorry for your loss. I mean, I'm not, and I mean that sincerely, because obviously nobody should have to go through that. But it's like, you know, does that mean that a show shouldn't have a gun because you had someone die by gun violence? You know, where does it somebody shouldn't be choked on a show because, you know, someone that that got choked and died. Benoit, yeah, right. (laughs) Wow. But to me, it's not their responsibility. It's like it's up to us, you know, to not go there, you know, mentally. Um, But Now, how the storyline is kind of panning out is sort of like he's been set up in some sort of way. So does that sort of take some of the heat out of it? So that's my thing. Uh, a lot of people were commenting on this, and they were like, this is in poor taste, WWE shouldn't do it. CM Punk was one of them. CM Punk said, this is in poor taste, this is this. I'm going to spoil this for everybody, and and and, call, and tweet me when it happens. Make me go viral for that. Um, <laughs> to me, Jeff Hardy, this whole, I mean, you, you didn't know they were going this way when they did all the vignettes of Jeff Hardy's redemption. Listen to the word I used, the Redemption. This storyline's going to end up with Jeff Hardy on top. Just like um, when CM Punk Jericho was taunting him for his dad being an alcoholic, which is funny. Again, it comes from a place where Punk, mm-hmm. Punk was, was critical of it, but Punk had a storyline where his dad was an alcoholic and Jericho was smashing him with a Jack Daniels bottle. Ultimately, you know, CM Punk came out on top. I'm going to spoil where this is going. Somebody who has a problem with Jeff Hardy and has a problem with the fact that Jeff Hardy is getting chances after chances, and this is in kayfabe, chances after chances has set him up in this storyline. Doused him with alcohol, hit Elias, put Jeff Hardy in there, so on and so forth. This will end with Jeff Hardy on top. And Rikishi Rikishi ran over Austin. (laughs) But the reason this storyline is happening is to show you that 
everyone deserves a second chance. That someone like Jeff Hardy, yes, they've made mistakes, and yes, you know, people in the chat right now are saying that Jeff Hardy has had problems with drinking and driving only even a year ago. But that's that's the point, is like they want it while it's fresh, and to show that, like, yeah, they stand behind people still, because they're still human beings in all of this, and Jeff Hardy will rise and overcome. That's where this storyline's going, and I think we need to let it play out. It's very controversial, but it's like, is it, is it controversial? Like, I'll say it like this. Is it wrong when the controversy opens us? Like, like I, God, I hate to make this comparison, <laughs> but we talk about the rioting and the looting and the things. It's mm. like, is it wrong if what happens in the end is everybody sits there and goes, you know what? Black rights should be, we should fight, fight for black rights. So do the ends. So what I'm trying to say is, do the ends justify the means when it comes to controversy? And that's why I made this top the the cover of the what I did, you know, talking about controversy. If the if the end solution is the right thing, is it really controversial? Masking. I mean, look, I, no, no. Well, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say that, especially if because it's like, do you do do we really have to cause you know? this much destruction in order to get the change that we needed oh trust me i, I again my personal point of view is you know it, it right that's crossed the line at a certain point too right but i get it what i'm saying is i get it i understand right. unlike tammy tammy sitch you know sunny <laughs> who's just going off about like y'all can attack me but i can't talk about black people like well Sonny's put her tweets private, so I couldn't even get them for the uh, for the episode. But yeah, she said she said some really, really insensitive things about the black community. And uh, one thing I was critical of: don't make any excuses for anything she did, um, because she said some really harsh stuff, and they need to be addressed. Um, however, I saw a lot of people retweeting Sonny's tweets and then mm -hmm. saying something like, "Well, you're in irrelevant, you horror." You know, you've always been a slut, <laughs> da, 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 this and that and that. And I go, guys, you know, the it's not really responsible to fight racism with sexism. Because now you, now you just have two people that are wrong. So why don't go if you want some really heart wrenching, wholesome content, go to Ali, Ali WWE, his Twitter and see how he fights racism when people say stuff about Muslims and, and things like that. He is who I personally am trying to be like because he's people are tweeting him like, you know, you send N word this and that and that. <laughs> and he's saying, like, brother, I, you know, I wish you wouldn't use that word, uh, but it's okay. There's hate in your heart and I hope you heal it. And it's like, wow, like this guy's on a different level. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let's get him on that level uh, in WWE, you know, like, let's get him. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sonny, Sonny's just working us right now, bro. Saw an angle. It's always an angle. I hope not. But let's get uh, let's get into yeah. it. But Brian, what were you saying? I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, ultimately, sort of just the uh, wrap up the Jeff Hardy stuff. If you liked sort of the presentation, the how they opened the show with that, did it give it like a different feel? I liked it. I liked sort of how that weird? opened. You just sort of want to match, you know? I liked how it opened, and I liked that it opened really controversial, and it was just like, whoa, this is different. Uh, it ended weird to me because I was like, you know, in kayfabe, it ended with a drunk man coming out of jail <laughs> and just beating Seamus's ass. And we were supposed to like cheer. Like, did he break out of jail? Was he still drunk? Like, you know, obviously, uh, we know, least, right? obviously, we know this is going on like, you know, 
remember well remember the, the jeff hardy has been released from jail statement wasn't released yeah. until like maybe 45 minutes after the show went off air so i think wwe was probably like shit like like people are gonna think he broke out of jail and drove a car to the arena you know um, so they, they released a tweet that uh, he was released. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it was weird. You're good. You know what? They should they should have they should have addressed it just like when they threw the cats off the roof for uh, money in the bank. They shouldn't have explained it, like how they came back. They should just left the left the mystery, man. It's wrestling. We're wrestlers. They're just superstars. All right. They got superpowers. It's true. And speaking of superpowers, I mean, as someone who had the ability to be fired and then be rehired in WWE will end on this. <laughs> Let's talk about Drake Maverick's story. And, uh, you know, we, we <laughs> talked about this a couple weeks ago. I said, WWE's damned if they do, damned if they don't. Um, I'm reading the chat, by yeah. the way, the one that no one can see right yeah. now on the side of here. But I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it. You can put the chat all the way uh, live here. <laughs> But you won't be able to see it on the video, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, my my thing with, with Drake Maverick, like I said, WWE's damned if they do, damned if they don't in this storyline. Because if he's fired and they just let him go um, after this, then they've made somebody completely hot for another company. Um, if he's fired and then they rehire him, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you rehired this guy? How insensitive. And then if he's not actually fired to begin with... And then, uh, you know, they make a storyline out of this. Then it's like, well, how insensitive is WWE? Really? So I said WWE's damned if they do, damned if they don't. But I still liked it. I thought it was a really good storyline because the truth of the matter is, and Triple H talked about this, Drake Maverick was fired. He legitimately mm, okay, was so he fired. Was legit fired. Okay. Um, they said this on a conference call. He was legitimately fired. And... Um, he basically got himself so over in the tournament, which was his goal. He literally made himself over in that tournament. He got himself so over that WWE had, was like, fuck it, we'll just keep this guy. This guy. This guy's worth more to us than he was when we fired him. And so that's why I always, you know, and again, I'm not talking about these guys' livelihoods. Because obviously there's so many people that lost income, but we're talking about... Right fire and desire not not mandy rose and sonia deville but you know just inside of yourself <laughs> to me it's like a lot where a lot of these guys just dead weight in wwe like you're, you're zach riders like what the fuck was zach ryder doing at a certain point it's like he wasn't fighting for his spot like he obviously wanted to be gone kurt hawkins you know a lot of these guys like they weren't like fighting for it when given the opportunity drake maverick was given an opportunity and he could have gone out there and he could have had his matches and he could have lost and been done. But every week he came out and they gave him a mic. And he's like, cool, give me a mic. I'm going to cut from the heart. And he said things like, you know, like the, the promo he cut right before the match where he said, you know, no matter what, today's the day. I'm either going to be mm -hmm. the cruiserweight champion or I'm fired. There is no pressure. I've never, ever felt like I've been under in a situation where there is no pressure. But today is the day. Because today, my life changes forever, no matter what. And it was a very nice organic promo, and it was kind of weird in a sense, because I feel like he should have said, you know, I'm fighting, you know, but, right. but it, was st it still made sense. It still made sense, and I, I, I liked it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at that point, it's like, how do you not give that guy a contract, you know? Right. Because there's, ne there's no crowd even. There's no crowd, and he's getting himself over. Using whatever he can use, which is social media... And, you know, talking to the camera, you know, so yeah. I, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that they gave him 
um you know and we're not here to argue because yeah. i'm sure if other people were given the opportunity he was they would have excelled but who's gonna who's faulting who the fuck should, has the right to, to fault drake maverick if this was Mike Kanellis and they, he was advertised, listen, no, it's not, not a joke. If he was uh-huh. advertised for, you know, the Cruiserweight tournament, would you maybe be mad at him for trying to really keep his job? No. Would you be sitting there going, well, Mike Kanellis did that and, and poor Drake Maverick sitting at home? No. And I don't think any of the released wrestlers are thinking like that. And they shouldn't. Well, I guess Leo Rush well, did, Leo. <laughs> which we'll get into. But nobody should. I mean, it's like, it's like this guy, if you had... If you had a guy, if you had a chance to fight for your job, you'd fight. It's as simple as that. And Leo Rush, look, I'm just going to rant. And maybe I shouldn't say this on air, but, you know, I used to talk a little bit to Leo Rush and and I was supposed to try to get him on the podcast and I had messaged him and he didn't respond. And I was like, okay, cool. That's fine that he didn't respond. But then when he got released, I really shouldn't say this, but I got a message from him saying these are my rates if you want to do a podcast episode and i saw some people take him up on that probably people who messaged him and my thing was almost like i get you i get where you're coming from because you're trying to make a living but it's like it's not about that you said oh x amount of dollars for to to be on the podcast it's the fact that you don't respond to me and show me respect and just say hey man i'm i can't do it and then come at me like that. I don't know. But it's neither here nor there. My biggest thing is like, dude, when when Emma got fired, didn't you tweet out something kind of funny that you thought was funny and say something insensitive to her? Do you remember what he said? I guess she wasn't ready no. for Asuka. Oh, like, dear. And then, he, and then <laughs> when she was fired, and it's just like, come on, like, bro. <laughs> like, like, bro, oh, like, no. you know wrong thing to say but like so for him to have a problem with the drake maverick stuff it's like i hope and again because i'm coming from a place of of healing i hope that means that he understands how he how he probably affected emma or tenille dashwood back then because he feels like this is insensitive and uh and by the way yes i know in the chat i think wwe guys aren't really allowed to do things i 100 100 percent agree with that um Again, it, it's just, I don't know. It was an inorganic email. It was probably the best way to say it. Um, but at the end of, wait, end of the day, it's yeah. just business, brother, brother. <laughs> do you, wait, now, do you think somebody, you know, since you keep, since you're keeping Maverick, did somebody else go like no, instead? No, I think, I think WIB was doing what they needed to do because they didn't know how long this thing would, would last. So they were planning for the long term. So now that they see things are starting to reopen, they'll probably get fans in sooner sooner rather than later. They're loosening the pocketbooks a little bit. So I think that's why you see Kurt Angle possibly coming back. They wanted him to manage Matt Riddle, who was going to SmackDown, but I think he refused it. Um, You see these opportunities coming up because WWE is just loosening the the pocket, the pocket, the the purse, if you will. Okay, so I think that's it. But anyway, to, to summarize... Um, like I said, guys, you know, I just want us all to come together as a wrestling community, as, as a world. And we all just want the same thing. We all want to be heard. We all want Brandon to go to hell. (laughs) We all want to know what it's like to be loved. But in all seriousness, um, you know, what I want to end with 
is just by saying, you know, that ignorance begets ignorance and violence begets violence. So I'm going to end you, end this on a countdown, and I think you all know ex exactly why I'm doing this. Oh, well, by the way, now the chat's live. Now the chat is displayed. <laughs> hey, so this works. whole, uh, right as that. we end this episode. They were like, oh, finally. Right as we're there. about to end this episode. Oh <laughs> the chat goes live completely so geez um yes horrible timing this is like brandon getting a herpy right when you spoke uh, never, uh, mind. Oh, never mind right it always pops up at like the worst times great to hear. right as he's about to Come lose on. his virginity which makes yeah. no sense whatsoever <laughs> you gotta try to explain it it's so good by the way oh, oh yeah you know let's end on this because hollis actually touched my heart and i totally forgot this thank you hollis for reminding me see this is why i need the chat because i forget things um, and, and I do did want to talk about this. Let me let me see if I got the screen ready here. Brandon, you talk about something. I don't think I have it ready. All right, we're gonna talk about something <laughs> really serious, guys, and that is herpes outbreaks. It's like oh what causes God. it? You know what kind of stress? You never know. It just Brandon talk about wrestling for the love of God. Yeah, there's none of that. Hopefully, anyway, anyway. <laughs> Here we go. I wanted to talk about this because uh, Hollis had sent this out and it meant everything to me. Uh, it made me tear up. Um, this was our shirt. It says, uh, if you're in audio land, it says, don't hate brother, brother. Uh, has our logo. But she bought a shirt. And it was, uh, yes. she bought a shirt, one, yes. So thank you for that, Hollis. Yes. And all, all the funds were originally going to um, anti-bullying campaigns. Um but instead, uh, Hollis's words really touched me because, you know, you know, after a while you have the shirt out and, you know, I don't want to shill it too much at a certain point, um, especially with what's going on in the world. But Hollis tied this into current events and um, the don't hate brother brother shirt. She says, I got this shirt because I wanted to support anti-bullying, but it feels like this message is even more prevalent now using the hashtags Black Lives Matter and hashtag George Floyd. Um that meant the world to me, I, and uh, and I, I privately messaged her and let her know that uh, even though that wasn't the intent of the shirt, the fact that her, you know, uh, as a black person, used a shirt that I designed um, to be able to to send that message out uh, with what's going on in the world right now. That that's that touched me like like you have uh, no idea, Hollis. So so thank you so much for that, uh, and I probably should go before. Um, before i cry uh so oh. and look the chat the chat's, hey, the chat's, <laughs> chat's messing again. up again so it's all good but uh but again thank you thank you so much hollis and uh i am gonna end this this episode with uh eight minutes and uh 46 seconds of silence i think you all know what that signifies the amount of time that george floyd uh had his knee the knee to his neck and was saying that i can't breathe um so we will do that out of respect for george floyd and uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Uh, I know this has been a very different episode. We talked more about political matters than we did uh, wrestling, but I think it was needed. Um, and thank you for letting me vent and, and, and very cathartic for me. So, so you all have a, a good rest of your night.
Um, guys, I was really heavy. Um, I just want to say thank you because, um, God, that put that in, it put in perspective how long he, uh, had a, a knee to his neck to me. I didn't even realize, uh, I would be, I would be as affected emotionally as I just was. So I thank you for uh, sharing that moment, uh, with me. Um, very heavy stuff. Rest in peace to George Floyd. And, uh, there will be change in this world, guys. There will be. So thank you. And, uh, I'll see you all next week.